Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Before we begin this podcast, we're pleased to announce that for this season, the 1878 FM podcast is sponsored by Green King Sport Pubs, where football is more than a game. Green King Sport venues are showing every single televised Everton game over the 23 and 24 season. And with more than 900 sports pubs across the UK, it doesn't matter where you're based, you will still be able to catch every minute of the action. Keep an eye out during the season for events, offers, content and competitions that will put you closer to the action. The Premier League returns this weekend uh, on TNT and Sky Sports and you can check that out in your local Green King Sport pub. Right, without further ado, let's get on with the podcast. Hello, welcome to season two, I'm going to call it, of the 1878 podcast, just because I think it's easier keeping up with with the episodes. Mm. That's the way we're going to do it, season two. But all here, it's a full house. We had to negotiate hard with Andy Bush. I'll admit, Andy Bush was getting fully interested in Saudi Arabia, I'm going to say, trying to take him off us. <laughs> Follow- I had a, a, a medical at Villa, and then I've come back again. <laughs> Following the theme of the summer, uh, Al-Halal have offered Andy Bush all sorts this summer to, um, to move on. But we've got him here. We've got... Dave Fitty is expecting a knock from Interpol. We'll go into that in a minute. <laughs> he is not. If there's no salmon pink uh, sofa in sight. Um, and Ped is up sub, sub 12 o'clock, which he is lately. I'm always up. Yeah, I'm going to say, hang on, hang on, hang on. There's been a change, okay. boys, over the summer. There has been a change over the summer. Ped went to Wales and come back a new man. He, he how? He get, how? Ped, explain. What is your morning routine? Yes, morning routine. You know, I, I get up leisurely, but, you know, with an alarm clock now. <laughs> and then I go out for a run. <laughs> Do you? Oh. I go out for six, six days out of seven, I go out for a run. 
I mean, I have to say, Pe, genuinely, you know, from where I'm looking, you do look like you've lost a bit of weight. You look, look quite, quite slim and, and, and you know, spelt, I, I think is the word. I wouldn't go that far, lads. I mean, you know. What happened, still... though, Pe? Was it an epiphany on the, the Brecon Beacons or what happened in Wales? <laughs> <I> mean... <laughs> Well, I mean, we don't we don't go as south as the Brecon Beacon mm. when we're in Liverpool, but um, no, you know, just decided, just decided, a couple of changes could, could be needed. Got back, thought, get time to get back into the running. So I just thought, best way to do it is uh, get up, just get up and get out, rather than you know going through your day and then and then maybe going for a run later on, but then not feeling like it. So I thought, get up, get out, get back, get into work, and uh, yeah, so it's been good so far. Been doing all right. Don't it's like the best time of the day. Weather. I know. I don't like the hot weather. I must admit, it's horrible. I prefer it when it's cold. So all this sunshine is not for me. But um, yeah, I tell you what, Ped, I could see. I could see uh, Dave, Dave on his bike, and then you running alongside him. You know, sometimes our people's dogs follow them if they go out for a yeah, like cycle. You, you two could go. Uh, you know, Dave's always doing loads of little routes around the, uh, yeah. the countryside, aren't you, Dave? That's it. Yeah, absolutely. We could, we could, we could sort of form a tandem kind of exercise partnership. But I'm totally with you on the morning thing. And I don't know whether that's just like a heart back to obviously having done early mornings for a long time, but I'm much better getting up early. I can't be asked doing stuff in the afternoon and in the evening. So I'm with you. I think get up early, get out, and then you come back and you feel quite self-righteous, actually, don't you, when you've, you've done something before you've even started work. So uh, yeah, fair play to you. Post, the postman's like my best mate now. <laughs> on and he's slowly... He, I don't know like if he... If he like, no, it sounds a bit like... I don't know if he knew who I was, but then it, the question, the Everton question started mm. slowly coming in later and later and later. Mm. Getting a little bit more courage to ask more questions. And then the other day he just went to, are we getting Harry Maguire or what? And I was like, no, mate, we're not. It's, it's, we're not getting him. He'd, he'd obviously saved up all his courage to ask me. But, um, yeah, it's, it's good. Uh, Pat, can I ask what your jogging, jogging gear is? Are you in full uh, retro Everton gear or Everton tracksuit? Or what, what, no, what do you I, no, you know what? A bit, bit, bit of, bit of, uh, bit of lycra, you know, on, you know, base oh, layer, uh, uh, you know, short shorts. I, I, I'd rather have short shorts for the running. Um, Good to know. Thanks, Pat. Proper, proper running gear. Proper, <laughs> proper running gear. I'm, I look at people when they go running and they're like wearing cotton t-shirts and like big like stomping trainees and I'm just like, how do you, how do you do it? No, I've, I've got all the proper gear. Like, got all, you know, you've got to, you've got, you've got to, you've got to look the part to feel the part. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I you think know, so. that's what I always say. The yeah. scout Steve Cram. That's what we're going to call him. Oh, what a name, Steve well, Cram. He's got, well, he, he, we couldn't have gone with Ovet, could we? He hasn't got, he's got too much hair for Ovet. <laughs> so we're going to have to yeah. go with Cram. We're going to have to go with Cram. Um, Steve Cram. Oh, or him. Yes. Or him. Yeah. Get it. Like Let's go there. The. I mean, obviously, the last time we did this, boys, we just survived what was obviously a horrific football season. Um, Good job, that's all behind us, eh? It is, oh, yeah. Good job, the footy's improved. Um, I mean, what if, what if you... Be, we'll keep the the leisure activities of the summer to the next part of the show, which will undoubtedly be the best part of the show. But mm-hmm. um, what have you made over, first of all, Football in general this summer, in terms of transfer activity, and before we get on to Everton's game, what have you made so far of Everton's transfer activity? So a two-pronged question to um, Mr. Bush and Mr. Vitti, because I know what Ped thinks, because I see him every day. Um, well, listen, simplistically, from my point of view, I have just been a bit frustrated. I think, as we all have, at the fact that 
there hasn't been enough transfer focus on goal scorers and strikers. You know, and I know we've got Dan Juma in now and, and we've got this this Yusuf lad. Um, but again, you know, when they're sort of sniffing around wingers and stuff and you think, no, you know, you know, we've always had wingers and I don't mind having wingers, but let's get some actual, that's got to be a priority. I don't understand, and you, you might tell me different, I don't understand why we didn't go for Vardy. And I, you know, honestly, I thought that was, for me, just get him, he scores goals. Big money though, Dave, like wages, I mean, wages-wise. I, think, he, I mean, what, yeah. compared to what, what we're paying? Yeah, well, I don't ever, know. I mean, so I've been, yeah. I've, I've been, I've been, I've, you know, I've been more than a little disappointed, to be honest with you. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm relieved that we, you know, we do have somebody other than Mope as a striking option. Um, you know, but um, it's just, I don't know. I just worry, and I think that having having survived by the skin of my teeth for two years running now. And I don't just mean this, you know, it's not just a piss take based on, on Saturday, which was obviously hugely frustrating, mm. but did again highlight the fact that, you know, we are toothless in front of goal with that many chances and to actually come away with nothing. I mean, it was a proper smashing grab by Fulham that. And, and actually, yeah. do you know what? Fair play. And actually, Marco Silva would have gone home with a smile on his face. But with that many chances, it just highlighted the, the lack of goals that we have. And, and unfortunately, you know, unless that changes, you know, rapidly, mm. it's difficult to see us having any other kind of season than, than what we've had for the last two years. Mm. Yeah. I mean, isn't it, you know, we talked about this in, in last season's podcast, but the concept of getting the work done early so that you, mm. you, you see all the deal and then it, well, why is it always so late? I mean, it's, it's not just us, I guess. It's kind of everyone. It's this ridiculous mm. dance that everyone has towards the tail end of the transfer window. And you don't really start... We we start with players just come still just coming in, turning up from the airport and mm. not ready to go. So mm. I just wish for a good. I thought our preseason was better than last season. You know, like we're not mm. farting around in in America and all this kind of stuff. But mm. I like we played some good, hard, horrible English teams, which is kind of <laughs> what we needed. But um, and they look better in preseason mm. than they did when you know in some of those awful American games under Lampard. But um, I don't know why they can't. We just can't seem to have the perfect preseason with the Blues, can we? In terms of having a you know, a plan. Is there like a plan? I mean, we've got someone who's ahead of like, you know, acquisitions and, and transfers and, you know, earmarking players, but it doesn't really look like a plan. It's like a bit of a panic, really, to be mm. honest with you. So I think, I mean, I, I don't know whether Pedal, you probably will because we, we have this every day, but I think what it is with us is because of the, the financial position of the football club, <clears throat> we are left trying to sign players on Klarna basically mm. we're trying to get people in with on a structure that other clubs simply aren't working to the same constraints and when you see Chelsea just about to spend it's going to be 950 million or 940 million in 12 months yeah and Everton not really allowed to spend anything you do kind of look and think how do we compete in this league but there is examples of teams being able to do it. And I think Everton so far, the acquisitions they've made have all made sense. Only, for me, two centre foot or certainly a more experienced striker should have been maybe the first one through the door than all of these other ones. Like Ashley Young coming on a free. I think he's been yeah. sound. I think yeah. loads of experience, keeps himself fit, think he'd be good. Uh, Arna Tanjuma will offer goals and assists when he's fully up to speed, when he's when he's Sean Deitch fit, I guess. 
Um, we've got Jack Harrison on loan, who, when he's fit, will offer goals and assists and work hard. And we've got Yusuf Chimiti, who is 19, but six foot four, mobile, got all the kind of attributes you would want in the centre forward, but he's not got very little experience. If they were coming in after, say, a. I'd have gone with Iniacio at Leicester or Dhaka, maybe someone like that, rather than Vardy, just because of the wages, Dave. But if, if we'd have got one of those more experienced strikers in first and then these other players. I think people would have started going, actually, this is looking all right. Because yeah, I think yeah. up until the final third, I think we're, I think we're fine. I think we're, we're more than capable of a mid-table finish with that. It's the final third where Saturday once again proved we couldn't hit a bull's arse with a banjo. There's no, there's no teeth, is it? That's the problem. No. No. Absolutely. Absolutely not. Um, Ped, I mean, anything to add with that? No, it's just difficult, isn't it? We we are we are a victim of our you know of everything we've done in the past, and it's you know it's come back to bite us obviously in the last two years, and mm. we're just having to go through it. All the you know all the money we spent, it's it's it is quite funny watching other teams like Chelsea and uh, you know have have obviously having just untold riches and being able to manoeuvre around FFP like like they are. Mm. Um, and for whatever reason, you know, we, we tried it and we are now suffering because of it and we're having to do things a little bit different. Maybe maybe in the long term, we'll look back and think, well, this this is a... Um, this this maybe maybe have helped us long term because we don't have the money to go and splash it, splash it on players like other clubs do. Um so we'll have to wait and see. It's just a really difficult period, isn't it? And it's, I, you know, going back to what Andy was saying before, you know, the last two weeks of the transfer window are going to be absolutely mad for everybody. I don't mm. think, I think a lot of teams are going to start doing the business now. Um, because that money just isn't washing about. Saudi Arabia have come in. They've mm. been a big influence. They've been, they've been obviously taking plays. Maybe the kind of plays we would have got in other summers, um, you know, those second, third tier players mm. that have been drifting off to Saudi Arabia rather than staying in the Premier League to come to clubs like us. But again, maybe that's a blessing in disguise. Maybe that's a, maybe they're the kind of players we don't want anymore. And maybe we want to go out and try and find these younger players that maybe, okay, mightn't have an influence straight away on the team, but in two or three years. And that might actually force us to do what like Brighton have done, maybe, mm. rather than trying to get players who are on two years, two year, three year contracts and then. You're already looking to replace them, even when you've just signed them. So, yeah, yeah it's going to give everyone a kick up the arse, I think. And, it, and I think it's it's actually needed at the football club. And sure, the, as well, though, oh, course, course. heading towards, uh, you know, a, a bit of optimism, though. It was incredibly frustrating, the game, mm. on Saturday. But, you know, we, we created, we had 17, 17 shots, mm. uh, seven or eight on target. You know, could have won three games with, with that. And, mm. and it's not that long ago we weren't even creating chances. So... It's incredibly frustrating, and the, the, these are the ones that, in the reckoning at the, the tail end of the season, it's games like this that will decide whether you go up or down, stay up or go down, or whatever. But you know, if we can put that finishing touch in, then we, we you know, we're in business. And I think this is going to be a problem for a lot of teams this season. That, that I think the gap between the bulk of teams—I'm not talking about the top two or mm. three—but the, the bulk of us isn't that different. Like Wolves against United the other night. Yeah, 
bless you know they had so many chances if they had quality finisher that it would have been a completely different scoreline so mm. i mean the margins are getting smaller between premier league teams and that's why you know like we're saying just getting someone that's got a nose for goal is just like gold dust now but well, I, I was kind of encouraged i was gonna say i was gonna say sorry dave and, and i'm just gonna ask you this which is is the way we're feeling from saturday purely heightened because of how awful the last two seasons have been made together and therefore like Andy's just said if we'd have had say like a steady season last season would we have come out of that game going one of them days you know we we just blew all of our chances did um, I guess what I'm trying to say is was the team performance better than the scoreline suggests but because we've lost the game and missed those chances We've automatically put ourselves back into like April and May time when we had no hope. What do you think? And, and to your point, Andy, as well, you know, as much as I've taken the piss before, about <laughs> obviously the, the result, but the reality is that we have seen Everton be in situations where they're just not creating anything and they yeah. don't ever look like scoring mm. and actually much as they came away with nothing but actually in terms of what they did create and they, they created numerous chances um, and if they're doing that listen they'll be okay because mm. they will go in you know yeah. um, I'm not quite sure who's who else they're going to go in off but <laughs> they will go in you know and actually as I say the most important thing is creating that and they were doing that so in that respect I think you're right Barry I think that the, the performance was better than the the result and the scoreline would suggest. What yeah, what if we look fitter? I feel like we look fitter as well. I know it's only yeah. the first game of the season, but they're just a diff, there's just a bit of a different kind of look about them as a unit as well. I think the you know obviously sometimes he is a frustrating manager, Dutch, but I, do, I feel like he's getting he's getting some of the basics right before mm. he can move forwards, which is something we've been calling out for for ages. So, like I say, one. One one game down and very very frustrating, but um, some positive signs there. And my God, if we'd have just got the you know got a good striker over the line, things could be totally different. So it's like a wasted opportunity, really. Yeah, that's how it, that's how it feels. What have you just quickly? What have you made of the Saudi Arabia stuff then? With you know we've seen it again yesterday. Neymar going there now for eighty seven million at the age of thirty one and things like that. What what have you made of of um, of what's been going on this summer there? It's a, it's a fascinating idea. What they're doing is creating like an international dickhead league of all like, the biggest dickheads in football. They've got your name. Nate Henderson's out. Hendo's out there. They've managed to secure Neymar. Do you know what I mean? It's, I just think it's, um, I don't know. It's just really weird. I, I You've got think Gerard as a manager. Gerard is already there, man. He's already yeah. set up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah um, of course. I just think, go on, dude mentioning Henderson there. I mean, the thing that just baffles me, I've done this so many times before, by the way. He's on supposedly 700 grand a week. Have you mm, done these things? No, no. Seven, 700,000, right, times by 52 equals... Oh, hang on, I've done it, I've, hang on, I've done it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I've done it times so many times before. Live maths. Right, right. <laughs> so, live maths. Yeah. That's 36.4 million a year. Right, and what's he on? A three-year contract? Yeah. By three. So he comes home with 109,200,000. Jordan Henderson. It's my age. They're loaded anyway, aren't they? So yeah. what I don't understand is, surely your legacy is more important than than yeah. having even more money that you probably would never be able to spend in your lifetime anyway. Why, yeah. why is he doing it? I don't. I yeah. just don't understand it. Do your model, all your models out the window. Well, there's that as well. Neymar. Neymar's getting 120 million 
uh, a year. Plus, he gets five hundred thousand pounds. Apparently, this is true. And for every Instagram post that he puts on <laughs> saying nice things about Saudi Arabia, it's just like, awful. That's just. If only Idi Amin had had a league in Cambodia. <laughs> 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 Do you know what I mean? Oh my! The Pol Pot Super League. Pol Pot Super League. Don't say that thing. You'll like this. The fella from North Korea, Kim oh, Young-un. Yeah. Yeah. He'll, he'll be trying to propose the Al Shufa League. Hey, listen, at the, end of, at the end of the day, Andy, you know, we're both freelancers. So, you know, with the yeah. thing in our contracts, it actually stops us going. No. a big special piece on boys for Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Listen, North Korea, or whoever. me, yeah, yeah, me well, and Ped I'm... will go and set up Saudi Arabia Pro League fan TV. Fan TV. And, yeah. and do yeah. poker. Four of us can go and do the... the yeah. 2023 <laughs> podcast over yeah. there. <laughs> the not after this one, no. No, it's true. Apparently, it's, there's no IR35 in the Pol Pot, uh, the uh, <laughs> Cambodia League, so that's fine. Exactly, but... which, which, which is a good thing. Yeah, which is a good yeah, thing. Will you, will you set up Al, Al Tofty TV or something? Yeah, like yeah. Well, oh, that'd be good. Well, no, well, we can do for anyone, uh, can't we? I we'll think just do it. We'll do it league wide. for a run over there. Go on the air conditioned building. Paddleboard over there. Dave will be. Show your legs and those shorty shorts, that's for sure. No, no. <laughs> Them shorty shorts ain't getting brought out in Saudi. There's not a chance. Oh, Wrap on the ankles, God. that's for sure. Oof. But no, so it's, I mean, it's, it's just really weird. It's just really mm. sad, really, to be honest with you. And it's a lot mm. of people, you know, swallowing their morals to go out there for one last kind of hurrah. But th- that one last hurrah thing, you remember it used to be like when, when you, your legs are about to go, you go mm. play in the States or whatever. Mm. Yeah. But now, now it's like th- th- these people have still got, you know, at least a couple of years left in their career. They easily, just yeah. disappear in this black hole. You're not going to see them again. But I mean, mm-hmm. how do you even watch? Do you need, how do you even watch it? Like, when is it on, or where is I it? Don't, do I mean? don't know. Well, I, I know I where just, it is, Andy. It's in Saudi Arabia. That's where yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. I, it just, for, for me, for me, it just highlights all that's bad with the world of greed, though, isn't it? I mean, I was reading yeah. when they when they saying that Mitrovic has been angling for a move over there as well, mm-hmm. and. You know, I mean, you know, you're talking about players, not him necessarily, but, you know, you're talking about players like Jordan Henderson and the like, who are just so wealthy, they never need to worry about money again, yet they want to go over there and earn 700 grand a week. It's just, you know, it's Mental. just pure greed. Yeah, it is. It is. Totally. And what it's, uh, done, what it's done as well is, like Ped said before, it's took that... I think this is what when you were saying before, Andy, about the transfer window. This has muddied the waters because mm. a lot of players who would have gone and would have come to clubs like Everton and West Ham have found this, even with a big pot of money. Players are just mm. going, nah, not really. Do you know what, though, you know what though, Baz, it may, Maybe like Ped was alluding to earlier on, though. Maybe, maybe this might be a little blessing in disguise for Everton. I mean, yeah. we've got to get some younger players and stop trying to, you know, yeah. get like mercenary last couple of years left, throw money at them. Absolutely, mate. Ginola kind of that angle. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Let's get some young players in that, and let's take a punt on them down the line and, and get them to play our style of football and imprint mm. something like that on them. Rather than, you know, Absolutely. Last minuteism that we seem to follow all the time. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Like that's that's been football now. We've we've done a lot. Let's let's talk about the summer. What you guys have been up to? But we're gonna go with the Vitz because the Vitz while is in Spain on the run, and there'll be more yeah. on that in a minute. 
He has also... More moron being the, uh, the, the keyword. <laughs> it's so weird. I'm actually watching Dave's Villa on from a chopper on Sky News right now. It's so weird. Just there above him. <laughs> Give us a wave from that window. <laughs> He's surrounded. There he is. There, he is. there, there it is. Fellas in the That's olive so groves. Yeah. SWAT team in the olive groves. Okay. Interpol latest. Um, Dave, before we get on to the reason why you are on the run, uh, you were mm. up in Scotland posting some unbelievable photos, reindeer and all sorts. But um, what were you doing? What did you go and do in Scotland? Something 500. It, it looked it's lovely. A the, it's a thing called the North Coast 500, which is basically a tourist route which goes from Inverness up the west. Well, you can do it either way, but basically yeah. goes up the coast, along the top coast, and then down the other coast. And it's just over 500 miles from Inverness Castle back to Inverness Castle again. And it's something that, it's a bit of a petrol head thing, to be honest with you. I'm mm. into cars and bikes and stuff. And yeah. I heard about this a few years ago, and, and I was up in, in Edinburgh seeing an old mate of mine that I used to go to college with in Warrington. And uh, I was with him in February, and I kind of said, do you know what, that North Coast 500 looks fantastic. And he goes, oh, I've done it a few years ago. Him and his son did it. And he goes, I'll do it again, though. And anyway, I said, well, let's do it. So anyways, we booked the week off, and we did it last week. And it was just everything I thought it would be, it was, and... And then some. I mean, granted, it was helped by the weather, and that's the part of the world where you can't guarantee the weather. No. And, you know, literally, there's, there's everything within about 10 or 15 minutes. But the weather was nice, the sun shone, the skies were blue, the scenery was just incredible. Um, and we had a thoroughly good week. It was just like a sort of buddy, buddy, Thelma and Louise type thing. You know, it was like we, we, we were doing a bit of, bit of hotels, a bit of camping, and just a bit of touring around, eating nice food, nice few beers, and yeah, it's a good little week away. Yeah, I saw a photo of you, Dave, uh, wearing kind of like a, a face net. Is it, was that a, yes. a, a motty? Because I always worry about going to Scotland in the summer. Mitties. Trying to get eaten alive. Mm. Is that Mitties. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's exactly it. And and um, and so the west coast of Scotland is apparently the uh, the home, the epicenter of the midge, you know, uh, population, seemingly. And so every, <laughs> everybody was saying, they kind of go, oh, if you're going to go there in August, be careful because, you know, you will get eaten alive. So we had all sorts of protective lotions and stuff. But yeah, those hair nets that looked a little bit kind of Boy George, you know, from, from 1983. <laughs> but they do work, and you sort of put them on, and they stop some get because they get all in your hair and in yeah. your neck and everything. I'm not I have to say, I have to, yeah, they are horrible things. I have to say, though, that it was only really one night with the, the, the hair net photograph outside this pub where they were bad. But other than that, they were fine. So actually, I think we, we got away okay. It looked, it looked great, mate. It did look really mm -hmm. good, and um, some lovely photos, and a picture of a tent and two two cans of of your favourite drink or whatever set up and things like that. You did set the scene, yeah. Dave. You did set the scene. It was uh, it looked lovely. It looked and Scotland's no, gorgeous and it Scotland is a, a lovely part of of Britain. And if like you say, if you get that weather, it's yeah. it's fantastic, isn't it? Like Wales no, on steroids. Wales is great, yeah. by the way, but it is. Yeah. No, Wales, Wales is beautiful as well. Mm. You know, but um, anyway, yeah, it was a thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyable trip. And if you ever get the chance to do it, I would recommend it. Excellent. So from there, you've obviously done something that you had to escape the country at short notice. Yeah. Get down yeah. to Calais, get across, yeah. get you make your way yeah. down. To, so where are you now? Where are um, you now? So I I'm currently in uh, Spain on the Costa Blanca. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Him and, uh, uh, um, Dave and uh, Dave Paul have opened up a, a Brits cafe. <laughs> yeah. so, so, so myself myself and Des, who runs our company, so, yeah. uh, so Des has got a place out here. 
which yeah. is where we are currently. Lovely. Uh, otherwise known as the Spanish office. Yeah. Um, so, so we said a little while ago, we kind of said, listen, why don't we go and do a, a week from Spain? Because, you know, I mean, his internet is better than my internet at home. Mm-hmm. So we can do everything that we that we can do at home and we get a bit of sunshine at lunchtime and then sort of, you know, go for a little wander in our flip-flops after work. So that's what we're doing. But uh, but genuinely, like everyone, everybody laughs kind of going, oh yeah, so you, you're working from Spain. But genuinely, we have actually got a full-on week this week. So mm-hmm. uh, so it is, it's just um, working from, from a sort of nicer climate. So I've I'm here got... until Friday. Oh, lovely! Have you been able to watch the? Were you watching the Blues on in like a in a local bar, that kind of thing, Dave? What, what, did you manage to watch any of the games or anything or not? No, no, I didn't. Unfortunately, so I was in Scotland until Saturday night, and then I flew home Saturday night, and then I was flew out to Spain Sunday morning. Um, so I've, I've had to catch up on the highlights. Mm. So no, the, the closest I got is I saw Hibs versus Luzerne. On Thursday night last week, and my mate's a big nice. Hibs fan, so we watched that in a in a in a, in a pub in Scotland somewhere. So. Nice, very Lovely. nice. So is the weather nice, Dave? Yeah, the weather's beautiful. It is sunshine. It's about thirty-two degrees currently. Not in here, obviously, because I've yeah. got the benefit of air conditioning. It yeah, keeps me cool and fresh. Um, but outside, <laughs> um, it is it is toasty, toasty, roasty. So uh, yeah, it's very nice. Love living the dream. You are living the dream. He's living the dream. Uh, listen, Mr. Living the Dream, I've seen you DJing out in. Where, were you, where, where have you been this summer? Because, you, you know, you and your mate Richie, if you're not dressing <laughs> up as pirates on a big ship, you're out DJing oh, yeah. in a beat. Were you in a beat or were you over in Spain, weren't you? We DJed for uh, John Stones and his family at a, a beach club in, in Ibiza, would you believe? So John Stones was wow. there with his family, just chilling out whilst we were doing our little, playing our 80s versus 90s tunes. Wow. Uh, and stuff like that as well, so... Um, Did you have um, a chat with him? Did you ask him if you I missed... I didn't. We, oh, you I should have asked him. It. You should have I, said, John, do you, re- do you regret moving to Manchester City from Everton <laughs> and being winning Champions Leagues and trebles and stuff? Uh, yeah, no, I feel better about how it ended with Stokes. Like, I mean, he was an amazing player for us, probably mm. two ahead of the time for us. But do you remember mm. he used to yeah. try and like, turn people in his own city? Yeah, yeah. and tell like, everyone to calm out. down. Yeah, calm down. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, we're yeah. probably just ahead of the game a little bit, ahead of the curve, the way that people play football out from the back now. But mm. yeah, no, so um, I don't know what I think about Ibiza. I don't know whether you guys have been to Ibiza before. But, yeah, a few um, times. I, I don't know if I was as impressed with it as I thought I was going to be. Oh, OK. Where, where were you, San Antonio? Yeah, right in San Antonio. I mean, it's yeah. just different. You know, like, obviously, I'm up early with the kids normally, so mm. no one even emerges till about no. 11 o'clock in the morning because yeah. they're all yeah. on it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's probably just a different... Stage in life thing, to be honest with you. I think I think yeah. the other thing with Ibiza though is that you know you've got San Antonio and then you've got the rest of Ibiza. Mm. And actually, yeah. you know, bar bar a couple of strips in San Antonio. Yeah. Sorry, it's a couple of streets rather than San Antonio. I mean, Ibiza is a beautiful, beautiful yeah. place with some lovely little towns and villages and mm. stuff. So, um, yeah, I think I think you have to get out and about. Yeah. yeah. One thing that, and I, I've not been to Ibiza for years and years, like I don't know, 10, 15 years or something, but. I believe now it is eye-wateringly expensive. It is so expensive uh, for, really? for everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Wow. So certainly, certainly, certainly in the in the you know in the touristy traps of beat the town. And yeah, San yeah. Antonio and the like. Well, that, that's another reason for us to uh, transplant this podcast to, to Saudi Arabia. Absolutely, right? tax-free. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of so we can yeah. afford holidays to Ibiza. In the What's future, that? so we can afford holidays, Subi. Yeah, in the that, future. yeah. I mean, you know, listen, Jordan Henderson is not sort of choking on the price of a gin and tonic. No, he? he's not in a million years. No, he's quite happy. Not in a million years. I don't know whether he can get one in Saudi, but he, he certainly you know, can get probably, one in Ibiza. He, 
I, t- I tell you what, when you earn 700 grand a week, I think you can get whatever you like, don't you? Yeah, fair no, play. Yeah, Still can't true. afford the uh, Andy Bush and Richie, though. You need that Disney money to get yeah, those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need the Disney money. The sports washing. That's it, radio washing or whatever. Ibiza is lovely though. If you go to like Port and that, or um, even yeah. San, even San Antonio Bay, the other side is lovely. And there's like uh, Santa Eulalia as well. Like, yeah, I think we just stayed in the. We were in the wrong bit. We were literally yeah. just there for DJ, so we just stayed literally about two hundred yards from um, um, uh, Bambuku, Bambuku or whatever it's called, the place that we DJed at. Right, which okay. is lovely and everything. Yeah, but it's just lots of like. Groups of lads walking around and stuff like that. Yeah, you're in you're, you're in the wrong place. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's literally a couple of couple of streets. Yeah, absolutely. the Linica's bar. Just I'm obsessed with the Linica's bar there because obviously got Linica's. They one in Portugal as well, I think. Tenerife and they're all over yeah. the place, aren't they? Yeah. It's funny though, isn't it? It's like still <laughs> a thing. Uh, just, yeah. There's people out the front trying to get you to come in, like Benidorm, mm. mid nineties. Yeah, think. just still yeah. uh, offering you a free drink. Even though the yeah. drinks are thirty-seven, Jordan Henderson would be fine in there, obviously. Maybe George, he wouldn't need to worry about that. No, he's, he's not. Like I'm listening to, wish you were here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> honest to God, Judith Chalmers. <laughs> uh, what else then, and what else have you been up to? No, a lot really. Just like yeah. you know, school holiday stuff. I've been to mm. a trampoline park with uh, my thirteen-year-old and my five-year-old, which was I nearly a nearly had a, my life flash before my eyes trying to bounce around on oh. these trampolines. Oh, do you know? Do you know? It's terrifying, though, isn't it? Oh, my and, God. Uh, you know, when, when you realise that you're the older person in there by approximately 30 years. Yeah. And you kind of go, and then you realise that those places aren't designed for us anymore. No. You know, I, I nearly put my back out last time I was at one of them because I was bouncing, and then I sort of bounced onto a hard bit on the side, and there was no bounce at no. all, and I just sort of went boom, 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 like that. It's yard. You know, well, that's, why we don't belong, that's why we don't belong there. I can hear my bones. I can actually hear my bones as I was bouncing off stuff. It was awful. Uh, I thought, if I'm going to die, this is so, so terrible. This, but, uh, you know, the things you put yourself through for your kids, don't you? Do you know what I mean? They're not. Yeah. They're designed for young people. They're not designed for, for older gentlemen, shall we say. Do you know what I did? I, I, just as a finale, uh, final, brilliant bit of crap dadding, I uh, forgot the pin code I put the locker on. With all of our shoes, oh, nice. oh, car keys in it. Classic. Just wait like 45 minutes or an hour for the manager to come down and then get the locker open with like a crowbar. It was just awful. <laughs> just couldn't get out of there in the end. It was just oh, a nightmare. It, was like oh. it turned into an escape room. <laughs> I mean, you know, you, you, are, you, are turning more, you are turning more and more into the Clark Griswolds, you know, of, of, of the <laughs> Who, incidentally, is one, one of my favourite characters of all time. Mm. If you don't know who Clark Griswold is, yeah. Google him and watch the movie. I was thinking more like the British Empire. Because he's actually yeah. got a look of him. He as has well. got a look at Tony British. Yeah. He just needs a big H nice on his forehead. It's a notes thing. Is it a notes thing? No, no. Probably a notes thing. Just, uh, just I could just see that you carrying that character off brilliantly, Andy. Just oh, listen. I know, right? Just listening to you regale these stories. It's just. Put... I had a very, very subdued, um, very subdued summer holiday actually, and our kids have all had chicken pox. So really, uh, I feel oh. like it's been like, you know. London in the 1600s here, paint a red cross <laughs> on the door, that kind of thing. So then that started two weeks before the school holiday started. So by, oh. the, by the time we're done with this, it's going to be like 10 weeks of just um, yeah. being oh. like all for cash by, by children. So, uh, yes. Oh, but, that is, that's not good, is it? Chicken pox so, in the sun is not it. No, so, so the football season coming back, even though I didn't kind of want it to come back, mm. has been quite, of a, quite a nice release. And do you know what? I don't, I don't know how you guys approach it. Normally, my thing would be Everton lose. I'm not watching match today. I'm not engaging in football. Don't want to talk about it. But I'm taking a more measured, mm-hmm. grown-up response this season and being a little bit more kind of like 
open-minded and watching other games and not letting Everton ruin all the football for me, which is what they did last season. I didn't really want to watch any other football because yeah. the Blues killed me a bit, but I'm just trying to watch other stuff and not take it so personally. I don't know if anyone else has got some form of uh, <laughs> new way of looking at things. I, no, I, I had a... Saturday affected me a lot more than any game has affected me for a while. Just because... Really? Yeah, because they were, they were terrible. Like, Fulham, yeah, they were genuinely terrible. And... I think the damage that Everton have done to me emotionally, particularly the last two seasons, but knowing that going into that game when I seen the team that we just I didn't have loads of faith in us putting the ball in the net and then seeing it play out in front of my eyes with absolutely guilt-edged opportunities and then mm. seeing them score for, against, like, everyone was almost, like, surprised, like, it was almost, it just happened so quick. You were just like, where did that come from? It wasn't it was like, soft, it wasn't like it was they built up to it. Oh. Terrible goal. Also, also they, they, the one we had ruled out. I mean, I've seen oh, that 15 God. times. I don't, can't even, no, no, I, I can't no, even no. begin to understand how that is, well, how that's about. How are we where is. we are? We've seen that on Saturday, which was a joke. And me and Ped were talking about it yesterday. He made sure he blew the whistle before the ball crossed the line. So that VAR couldn't interfere with it, which I think is a disgrace what he did. Yeah. So it's yeah. his decision no matter what, because I think he knew he got it wrong. So he quickly blew the whistle. But last night, Wolves, that to me yeah. was a stonewall penalty, the last kick of the game. Schumacher. It was, wasn't it? He didn't get he didn't get anywhere near the ball. And it was a penalty, and VAR looked at it and said no. And it's like, how are we getting worse? We've got the equipment. How are these decisions getting worse? Yeah, it's going to be another one of those seasons, fellas. I think we're going to get more letters of uh, apology and all that kind of stuff going on. And, you know, what, straight in, first game of the season, no messing around. You know what they need? A football point of view. Yes. Mm, yeah. Don't they? Just letters in. And just saying this, and you could voice it, actually, Andy. Your smooth as silk voice could be this week. We've had a letter in from Mr. D. Vitti who wants to know why officials on VAR are absolutely fucking woeful. And you go, this is a big name. Yeah, it was like, yeah, like L, uh, yeah from Riyadh. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Mr. J. Henderson's been on. Yeah. That's what's good about uh, this podcast is that you, you, we're lucky because we have a chance to vent a little bit. It's, it's got a kind of like a healing process. Like yeah. A therapy yeah. Cathartic ways, but... is the word you're yeah. looking for, Andy. Cathartic. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I thought. I thought think, there was do, you, do you think? Do you think? Do you think that Jordan Henderson enjoyed his time in Blundell Sand so much that he wanted to go somewhere with more sand than <laughs> than, than there is there? I think like he, more yeah, sand than yeah. there is in Crosby and Blundell Sand yeah, and yeah. all of them put together. I think he was sat in Blundell yeah. Sands thinking, if you could just add a bit more sand and some heat. Yeah. <laughs> Some heat, <laughs> I would be love. Maybe he's like, maybe he's like a lizard, really, and yeah, he just yeah, thinks yeah. I want, I want those arid, you know, those, mm. the, the humidity up and everything. I will thrive here, and yeah. Saudi Arabia was the perfect living conditions perfect, for him. Perfect, perfect place. Absolutely. Kids were moving from Blundell Sands to Red Sand. sand. <laughs> Pure sand. There's no blundle. Yeah, we're just, there's no, we're loose of blundle. It's just sand. It's easier to spell, kids. It is. Honestly, so much easier to spell. What's the postcode? S A N D. (laughs) One. Sand. 
Oh my God. One. one, that's it. Just a postcode for the whole of it. Absolutely. And the, the beauty, obviously, of the SA is Saudi Arabia. The ND. Yeah, the yeah. ND is... Um, what can the ND be? No. Dickheads, but yeah, then he's in. I mean, so, if you I mean, I mean the, the, the problem we're going to get is that Swansea are going to have problems, aren't they? Because they're SA as well. Oh, anyway, well, we'll, we'll work that out. Yeah. We'll sort they, that out. We'll sort that out. They've got less sand and, and a lot more rain in Swansea. Don't forget. Yeah, no, you're right. You're that, right. There's you're the right. there's the kind of the differentiation between them two. Uh, can, can I ask you a question? Go first? on, go on, mate. Uh, obviously, Mope has had a lot of stick, and yep. obviously he's had some horrible abuse. What, what's our, mm. our view on him? Like, put him back in there, give him another chance. No, he'll come good. Or you just think he's no, he's, no, he's, he's no, he's useless. Like, get 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 him out as quick as possible. Yeah, <laughs> I'll take Brutal. I'll take the edges off it, Andy. He's more of a he's more of a split striker kind of link player. But that doesn't fit in what Everton need. Everton need someone up front so you can put the ball in the back of the net. And he. So, who do you think he'll start with in the next game then? Because obviously he's going to drop him. Mopai. <laughs> Probably will do, won't he? I don't know. It's a, it, oh. Everton. You know, Everton might have someone in by then. But what's the what's the story on DCL by the way? And I, I appreciate that I've been out of the out of the loop a little bit the last couple well, of weeks. But what what is his health and fitness? Well, he situation? played against. He played forty five minutes against Sporting last week mm. and scored the winner mm. uh, and then declared himself fully fit and ready to go. Can't wait mm. for Saturday, can't wait mm. for Goodison mm. full house. And then the manager decided he he wasn't fit and left them out altogether. Um, so what 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 are the, are the rumours in terms of No no he's fit there, he's fit and ready Didn't they to play go. A game behind closed they're doors playing they're playing it another game aren't they? today as as day of recording they're playing a game against Manchester United at Finch Farm. In which Dominic Calvert Lewin is playing. Dan Juma's playing. I Dan Juma, Chimiti, yeah. Branthwaite, Michalenko. Michalenko. Yeah, but hang on, sorry, unless 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 I'm being daft though. But if 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 Dominic was saying that he was fully fit, mm. even if there were doubts over his fitness, why did he not even make the bench? Because a man, the manager said afterwards <sighs> that they have a a program, and mm. he hasn't finished the program. Or he's only at okay. the end of that because they're trying to keep him for the season, which in some respects makes sense. But the still is the fan in you still thinks, yeah. But we needed them on Saturday and we thrown a game yeah, away, yeah. even yeah, if it was yeah. for twenty minutes. But I guess if you if you step away that emotional side and you put it to the side for a minute and you go, that's one game, and mm. if you keep him fit now for twenty five thirty because of this fitness program. It's worth it. The problem with that is we did this last season and kept him out for three months and went, he'll come back fit at the end of the season and he lasted, what, three games? But only only time will tell, won't it? Only time will tell. Um, Before we we go, one story. I mean, it's been a summer of AI is is taking over the world now. We're at a point where it's too too late. So Mm. before you know it, I mean, I can't wait for AI referees, to be honest, and, and VAR. Just go to chat GPT right. and just go, is that a foul? And they just yeah. they decide. But one story caught me me eye last night, and Ned will put it for you. Well, it's in our group, but Ned's going to put it on the screen as well. And it's the clearest ever photo of a big cat roaming in Britain. Now, Netflix, I've got a um, documentary at the moment. Oh, no, Amazon Prime, sorry, called Panthera Britannia. And this cat, the right. big the big cats that's been spotted, looks like 
Well, it's cut. It says a panther here, but Ned's informed me that it isn't a panther. It's a jaguar. Because panthers aren't real. So that's Ned. What? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, they are. Yeah. Why are you listening to Ned? No, no, I'm just, I'm just giving you Ned because what? Haven't you discovered this, uh, Ped? Think you'd have that Ned is our extra, like he's ingredient X in a lot of stuff we do. <laughs> His, his, his viewpoint and his opinions are gold. So he's, he said Panthers aren't real. His, his no, actual Panthers class of, his classification is they are Jaguars with cystic fibrosis. I, I don't believe that. I, I, can believe, I, can believe, I can believe that there are no Panthers in Eating the Willows, but I mm. don't think that you can say that, that, that they don't exist. Mm. Yeah. There was literally a film called Black Panther, Ned, so therefore it qualifies yeah. you. Yeah. They were named after Black Panther the film. Panthers have been around no. since I was a kid. Since you were a kid, yeah. I think they've been. How old are you? No, what, what I mean is, sorry, 250, let me. Fifty thousand years yeah, old. Let me, let me, let me clarify that. They, I, they, 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 were, they were invented. They were in invented because no. Let me, sorry, let me qualify this. I knew about panthers when I was a kid. That that gives it right. more context. Yeah. The, the pollution ego. was so bad in the seventies. Ego panthers. Ego being. I'm not reading that, but so the, this has been spotted in England, and I was looking. There's actually ten other sightings, so I'm just going to read these where they've been spotted. So a startled dog walker reported a jet black panther on a footpath between. I'm going to kill this now, but Skull Termorfa and Brickfield Pond in Rill in 2022 at 7 p.m. And I, I've, I've been driving through Rill for a while. I'd, I wouldn't be happy to see a Black Panther bouncing along on its own, I'll be honest. Um, John Parkinson discovered a five-inch paw print, the same width and shame, shape rather as a puma's paw in Cornwall in 2016. Local resident reported two large cat-like animals standing over the body of a chicken in his garden in Misterton, Nottinghamshire, in July 2022. A local resident reports the panther-like animal larger than a Labrador roaming around the barley field in Silso, Bedford in 2016. Father and son uh, were chased while cycling through Black, uh, Black Car Plantation on Warning Tongue Lane in Yorkshire by a muscular big black cat in 2022. Muscular. Yeah, he'd just been there. He'd been, doing the he'd been there and yeah. Purple Aki was running behind him going, do you, re do you reckon you can bench me? <laughs> um, a Greater Manchester resident reported a Black Panther running and hunting in a field off Newbury, off, sorry, Berry New Road. In How did he know it was hunting? Did it have like a stick and a, you know, a, or a gun? An air rifle and some hunter wellies. I don't know. Um, pensioner spotted pull. Oh yeah. Oh that yeah. Pensioner spotted the big cat with leopard-like markings in a garden in Broomfield, Essex, in 2016. There's a variation between 2016 yeah. and 2022 because, yeah. and this was the one that caught me eye. Thinking about Dave, local woman startled after mistaking a puma-sized calf for a deer. In a field in Scotland in August 2022. So only last year, Dave. And there's a couple of well, others. So, I mean, did you see any big muscular hunting cats while you were on your 500? No, uh, I mean, I, I saw some regular cats, you know. Yeah, I mean, like, that's less exciting, to be right, honest. Just, just cats. 
right? Just cats, no, yeah. I, 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 haven't, I haven't seen any, any, any muscular hunting cats. Um, the one thing that I take from that is the fact that there's clearly no sort of specific area where the the sightings are more prevalent because that's all over the place. It you is. Had a, tra- had a travel car, didn't it? I mean, it's everywhere, all south, east, and west. Absolutely. Like, all, all, all bases covered. You know, and also, I'm also not sure that that's the scariest thing that you'd find in real, but that's another story. That is another you story. Know? That's another story. I mean, Andy, any yeah. thoughts on those those big cats roaming the UK? Yeah, I mean, I'm obviously I grew up in Devon, so we're very spoiled for big cats. You can't move for mm. big cats down mm. in Devon. Beast of Bodmin. Yeah, uh, mm. well, that's what that stuff. was referenced. Yeah, the Beast of Bodmin was referenced. But, so. You know, all that kind of stuff. So uh, I feel like, yeah, I think it's quite good. It's good for folklore and stuff like that to have your own roaming beast, isn't it? Do you know what yeah, I mean? How do we think it got here? Or, or many of them got here? Circuses, probably. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. they probably just got lashed out of circuses. German magician, you know, Isn't there a thing in America where there's like lions everywhere because there was that many rich people that owned lions yeah. and then went poor and they just let the lions go free? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, we're releasing it back into humanity. Yeah. It could be it could be something to do with Siegfried and Roy. You know, those fellas yeah. who had the big cats, you know, they could be responsible for a lot of this. You know, all yeah. they needed to do was all they needed to, all they needed to do was, was do a show at you know the real pavilions or something, and the cat gets out the back and then suddenly, uh, you know, you got North Wales terror. You let the cat oh. out the back. Hmm? The cat out Absolutely. the back. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 exactly. Well there exactly. you go. There's it. That's a good way to finish. I know you two gentlemen what? are very oh go on, Ed, go on. I was just gonna say one day there'll be lizards everywhere. Once Ned releases all his... That is lizards, it. And he's got, that is it. <laughs> and they'll all be... Ned's got lizards, I think. Ned's got Oh, Andy, that's a different story. Andy. Hey, listen, listen, listen. This, this is next week's podcast. We're going to do yes. a whole... We're going to do a whole... Are they amphibians? Suppose they are, aren't they? Are they amphibians, yeah, Ned? They, yeah, can we, do a, can we do an amphibian special? Ned's, Ned's just like gone. The... Amphibians aren't lizards, so we'll get his qualification yeah, of fine. what okay. lizards wow. are. He's like St. Helens' Tiger King. Yeah, he is. He is. <laughs> That's going to be a classic, a classic Channel 5 documentary in the yeah. Netflix style. If anyone Ned. is listening to this and has got uh, a Photoshop skill, could you please put uh, Ned's face onto the guy from uh, Tiger King? Ned, Ned uh, Ped will do it and put it in our group and then it'll be shown yeah. on Netflix. That would be great. Next week's oh, 1878. Oh. Boys, it's been an absolute pleasure, delighted to be back. Dave, enjoy your whatever you're doing in Spain, you're on the run. Working. Yeah, working, yeah, working, yeah, yeah. Is that working. camera, for everyone not listening, Dave is, uh, not watching rather, obviously listening, Dave has got camouflage paint on from Interpol, hiding, keep doing that. Andy Bush, keep negotiating the, the minefield that is the children's summer holidays with being an international superstar, John Stone's special DJ. Oh, you're you there, you are there. You are, you're nearly there and the, the light at the end of the tunnel is there. Thanks, fellas. And Ped, I'll see you in a minute. Big thanks for listening, watching, subscribe. You can find us on everywhere, Spotify and all that good stuff. So get into it. We'll see you later.